Welcome to our podcast. Today I'm joined by Nikki Foster and together we'll be exploring women in leadership. Nikki is a professional coach and is our coaching director at the Coaching Focus Group. Along with her coaching experience, Nikki has 20 years of corporate retail experience in a head office environment and has held a variety of commercial roles from buyer to category director and has been involved in several leadership and women leadership programs throughout her career. After some time out with her young daughter, Nikki trained as a coach and recently joined us to support our purpose of coaching for a better tomorrow, which includes a passion for helping women in leadership roles. So Nikki, welcome. It's an absolute pleasure to have you as our guest today. Great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I think it would be useful, Nikki, if we may start by outlining your journey to date, especially in the corporate world as a a woman in a leadership role. Um, So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be fantastic for our listeners. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as you've um, so adequately introduced me, um, I've 20 years in the retail kind of corporate head office environment. So within that, working for three major international retailers um, in all sorts of commercial roles from buyer to director Um, and I guess quite early on in my journey I noticed perhaps what we might call today a lack of diversity and kind of Mm. lots of similar types and similar similar people and and often commented you know in terms of the way that the the recruitment often recruited other similar types and um, was very lucky in one of my first roles um, which actually at the time was for the Metro Group, who I was working in the UK for a, a company called Macro at the time, and they were part of an international um, group, Metro, and they were in 26 countries. Um, and I was one of 26 representing the UK um, to take part in a programme for a year, which meant we went to the head office and, and various areas around Germany, actually, for every six weeks for the year. And I worked with individuals from all different countries across Europe, you know, Bulgaria, Italy, Russia even. Um, and at that early stage, I noticed how different everybody was in their thinking and yet how we were all the same. And it I kind of I, I tell that story because it really stuck with me such, such a junior age in my career, this observation of different thinking. And I guess as I worked my way through my corporate career I was quite mindful that sometimes I felt like I thought a little bit differently and wanted to do things in a different way and I guess a big part of my own leadership journey was how I found my way to be more of my authentic self and, and kind of and bring that bring that out in the work that I did as, as you said in the intro I was I was super lucky to take part in loads of leadership training programs and women in leadership programs which were called women in business actually when when I did them Mm. and I was very lucky and that had a fantastic mentor and I had opportunity to work with a coach and I also um, tried to coach and mentor others as well so really um, throughout that journey was able to kind of be quite reflective about what I was what I was learning on that journey and and piecing it all together with the help of that coach and, and that mentor so really exciting and interesting kind of time in that corporate environment. And then and then, as you said, I, I took some time out to have my daughter. Um, everybody said you'll be back in three months. And I took a year and loved every minute um, of spending time with her. And then I came back and was, I was doing quite a big um, category director's role. And then I was I was made redundant which was a a really interesting time for me um, as I had to kind of 
reconcile the feelings of excitement and delight to be able to buy some time out to spend with my daughter but also um, at the same time everything I'd worked for um, had kind of gone and I had no idea what I may or may not come back to in the future so that opened up quite a reflective period for me in which I decided that what I loved about the work I'd always done was helping others and particularly women and had this kind of passion to we used to say pass the ladder down or whatever I know at the time there was Cheryl Sandberg at Facebook and you know talking a lot about you know passing the ladder down to the, the next woman and I thought no that's the space I'd like to work in and actually if I qualified to coach then that's an, that would be a really enjoyable um, kind of purpose-led opportunity for me so um, yeah qualified for as as a coach and, and found my way to um, work with Coaching Focus who I loved because of the mission of of coaching for a better tomorrow and and that kind of um resonated with me in in so many ways on as an individual um wanting to be better tomorrow and be the better version of myself but also you know as a mum and thinking about the world that I want to create for my daughter in the future where she can aspire to have any job that she'd like to have without fear of judgment or bias and if she chooses in the future to start a family without the fear of the kind of repercussions of wanting to take some time out to do that. So, yeah, that that's kind of whistle stop tour of how I've arrived here today. Yeah. Well, Nikki, thank you for sharing. It's a real honour for you to be part of the team here. And we're certainly enjoying working with you as much as you are with us. And, and I'm sure the listeners will be uh, curious to understand through that journey with so much experience, both in the retail, in sort of the business world. I'm fascinated they call it women in business, an interesting term yeah. at, at yeah. that stage, but also across the different countries and cultures. What are those key yeah. third things that you have learned and on reflection would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, so I think um, there's a couple of observations around what I was noticing, and then there's some thoughts around the bits that I've always tried to really kind of focus on um, as part of my journey. So the observations around the importance of diversity and just the need for different voices and different opinions to be listened to. I've always yeah, observed this kind of need to maybe want to think about doing things differently and the, the need to kind of feel like I can do that as my authentic self and thinking about mm. how I support and empower other people around me to do that for themselves as well. In terms of other big themes, spending a lot of time kind of thinking about clarity and really taking time out to understand who I am and how I show up. And I do have a belief that, you know, how can you expect to give your um, diverse and individual opinion in the world unless you, you know, first know that for yourself? So really taking time to try and connect with who I am and how I show up and what's important to me has always been really, really important. And throughout my career and since I've always been really mindful of uh, whether you want to call it confidence or self-belief but I guess that like many women I know and work with that is always a key theme around feeling confident and having that kind of self-belief and some of the my talk perhaps that comes with that and some of the barriers or the stories that we tell ourselves so that's always something that I've been really thoughtful about about in my career in terms of trying to 
get that that balance right trying to um find that confidence in the right way for myself and support others around me to feel more confident as well and then the the, the final thought really that comes up is just about kind of connection and about people and about to me a long time to really utilize and figure out how to use my network how to get the best out of a mentor or a sponsor or an ally or whatever you want to call them and how to use the people around me in terms of lifting each other up and, and having that kind of support network so so they they would be the kind of themes that i'd 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 reflect on you know the kind of the diversity and this need for kind of finding your voice and kind of knowing who you are and then um yeah confidence and and then that broader network and those connections and how important that can be right so if we may i'd love to just unpick each of those three areas because i find them fascinating and, yeah. and the first point where you talk about a diversity and being different but wanting to be your authentic self and allowing your authentic self to be heard. So help the listeners understand how you did that and develop that authenticity as as you. Yeah. And I didn't mean to say it's to make it sound like it just happened naturally and easily because it took a lot yeah, of we it took it a lot of yeah. time to um to get really comfortable. I mean I sometimes tell the story you know, I I showed up in one of the jobs I did and I was one woman in a team of 17 men and I was like oh my gosh you know how am I gonna how am I gonna deal with that and um and how can I be myself and be my best because you can be at your best right if you're being yourself and feel comfortable yeah. with that and so it took a lot of I say the word soul searching but getting really clear about my strengths and how I show across how I come up and how I kind of show myself and and how I um yeah come across and getting comfortable with that and getting comfortable with having a different approach or a different view and I can remember and actually I get the feedback all the time still that oh what you did really worked you've done it a different way perhaps than I would have done it but um, I think you've probably said that to me as well but um but you do have a different approach in a different way and that kind of almost fueled the thinking and the success really in terms of thinking yeah there is more than one way and and I guess you know when you kind of grow up you start off especially you know as a young girl being you know be nice be kind be pretty be helpful you go to school and it's about kind of being applied and doing well and focusing and getting your head down and fitting in and and I guess it's just trying to to find the the confidence to sometimes think a bit differently or have a different approach or try something new but in the right way um and yeah. what I'm hearing here is that one of the key roles of being authentic was really soul searching with your words to find those strengths and being clear on those strengths and allowing those strengths to come to the fore in an authentic way yeah but what yeah. you're also talking about at the end of that which talks into your second point is having the confidence to be able to do that and 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 one of the words when you talked about confidence before was finding that balance because the balance i guess i assume you're meaning confident but not overconfident leading to arrogance yeah so talking to confidence and how you found that right balance nikki yeah i guess it's um thinking about yeah how when you know that you're say right about something but when you are when you feel confident about something that you're putting forward whether it's an idea or you know in my experience as a buyer a product or something you're excited about how you then can portray that in terms of being 
passionate and energetic and enthusiastic. And unfortunately, what I often see and hear is sometimes women that are confident and you know enthusiastic enthusiastic can can be perceived as being pushy and being confident can be perceived as being a bit arrogant or a bit bossy and I guess for me growing up and for lots of women in the you know in the industry and, and others I'm sure the same um trying to just be really mindful of of being kind of able to be confident be assertive in the right way without without being concerned that people might say well she's been a bit pushy isn't she a bit a bit aggressive so yeah. that was something that created me lots of mind talk let's say and, and was a barrier that I had to overcome and to think about how I really showed up in the right way and it came, again it comes back to me to like well how can I do this and I can feel like I am my authentic self so how is this in keeping how is what I'm delivering or what I'm saying in keeping with you know the things I know I'm great at the values that I hold um for me that in terms of things that are important to me and just trying to kind of remind myself in those challenging situations that I was um yeah I, I was I was being myself and being at my best yeah so the things I'm hearing here is knowing your strengths yeah knowing the values and, and sticking to those yeah and having the confidence to bring those to the fore knowing that you're authentic in that way and you use the term right, and I'm going to use it here, but I get it, yeah. it might sound a bit arrogant, but know that you're right in that that position or with that scenario and, yeah. and sticking with that because you've got all of those things aligned. Yeah, and that that you reminded me in, in hearing you say that back to me, that that idea of like trusting yourself, I talk about that so much in coaching with women and they've got that gut feeling that, yeah, this is right, what I want to do is right or what I want to say next is right. But somehow they stop themselves and they go and check mm. and they get somebody else's opinion or, you know, it could be, do I look good in this outfit? Am I wearing it all the way through to, you know, a million pound, comp, you know, deal that someone's doing? But that trying to build up that kind of personal, I don't know, it's like that gut 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 feeling that says, yeah, I'm, I'm right about this. I'm onto a good thing. It's like, you know, when you're sitting in a room and you want to ask that question and you think, shall I ask the question? Shall I ask the question? Yeah. And then somebody else asks it and you think, oh, damn it, yeah, I should have said it because my instinct yeah. said that was right. And I, I hear that so much working with women and it's how they, um, yeah, build up that confidence to know that they can make that observation or ask that question or, or give that thought. And they're right. They don't need to seek approval. And again, it comes back a little bit, doesn't it? As I've mentioned before, in terms of we are a little bit used to being told what to do and what to think in terms of we go to school and we're kind of told, you know, told what to do and we start jobs and we were told what to do. So we we seek approval, I think, culturally, certainly in the experience I've had quite frequently. And it's just empowering individuals to say yeah I'm right about this and you know you've got the right feeling I've done the work got the data whatever it is you need I'm gonna deliver this confidently. So you've told our listeners your journey and yeah. how you've developed um, and as you quite right said it's been a quite a long journey and not an easy journey and you said you sort of make it sound easy but you I know and you know it's not been easy with your coaching hat on yeah. How do you make it easier for women to accelerate that development or understand how to to build on you know, build that self-confidence and that self-belief to be able to be authentic and confident and present themselves in the best way? Yeah. So um, I guess the first thing which I'm super passionate about is 
creating spaces and opportunities for women to kind of come together and support each other and learn or or whether it's leadership programs or whatever and knowing that in a world where we are trying to ensure everything is fully inclusive which is absolutely as it should be there is still a place for women to come together and have the opportunity the space for themselves because there are lots of studies that say having that kind of level of psychological safety as a group of women coming together like-minded thinking in the same way that is um, a recipe for success in terms of development so my, my first thought is it's is like it's okay to feel like you want to be part of a program for women um, it doesn't mean that the other groups of individuals that we need to focus on to build a more diverse and inclusive workplace aren't as important they are I don't know as much about those as I do about women but it's it's okay to want to ask that and demand that in terms of from from a from a workplace so that that's the first thing I would say then again from a okay although in terms of coaching that would be a bit more directional but just in terms of setting the context I guess sometimes people show up in coaching and think well everything needs to be inclusive is it all right for me as a woman to to, to want to be treated a bit differently and then from a coaching standpoint um I guess I would be working with individuals and encouraging them firstly I call it do the work in terms of getting really clear about who you are how you show up what you bring what your strengths are where your edges are what's the work you need to do everything from starting with those kind of basic values in terms of what are those core values that you hold true to yourself that you just can't um compromise on um because there's a you know a, a big part of of getting really clear about that and then that as you know you can then figure out why you're kind of reacting to to things in the way that you do knowing those values and i also like to think a lot about purpose and why and particularly as we get deeper into our careers and i think women that i'm working with are, are being more thoughtful and connecting more with the purpose and whether that's what they want to to give back in in the workplace in society whether they want to work for a, a business that has similar values is more sustainable um is more flexible um i think there's a a real use in really connecting with you know why you're getting out of bed every day and what it's all about so kind of that you know what's important to you, values, how you show up and all that kind of stuff. And also equally your edges. And, you know, I like to think of it on a bad day, you know, how do people see you when you're feeling under pressure and, and the bits that you'd like to, to work on there. So there's a bit about that. Then there is a lot of work that I do and with women around confidence. And that largely can be about kind of mind talk or I've heard it called inner critic or you know the 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 running commentary that sometimes goes through your head when you are in more challenging situations perhaps and a lot of the work that I do is about being quite reflective about when that happens and noticing the triggers and the situations and then almost trying to reprogram that behavior to help people I like to think of it as you know quieting quietening that voice so just um calling it out yeah okay I hear you not you know we're not we're not doing this now and actually and there's lots of research and books as I know that you'll know that says that you can reprogram some of that behavior if you can be quite reflective and notice when you are um triggered and that mind talk occurs you can you can call it out you can capture it and you can almost reprogram your neural pathways 
to start to think on a different journey. And I find that in coaching something that's a really interesting topic for many women and something that's really that can you really use. And there are some you know, physical techniques that you can do to support that, that people find really useful. Great. So it sounds like what you went through, you've learned how to do that yourself. You mentioned being coached and mentored through your yeah. journey. So yeah. you've learned obviously lots from them. Now you've trained as a coach and now you're identifying some practical tools that you can then help women to overcome some of the challenges that you faced on, on your journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. And and I'm, I am mindful that it sounds much simpler when you can pull together all the ref, all the reflections. And one of the things that really helped me when I was on my journey was a coach, because what I was on, you know, every single training program, I've given great mentors and sponsors, but I didn't really figure out what to do with it all and how to piece it all together. And that I was like responsible for it. And I remember having this quite this like breakthrough moment with with a coach um, and it was a telephone coach, actually, which makes me smile when I think about it. It wasn't even a video course. It's that long ago. <laughs> so um, and we came up with this mantra. and It was only a few sessions and, and, and she really helped me pull together all of the reflections I'd had from the training that I was doing and the input from my mentor and my line manager and my sponsor. And um I kind of came up with this mantra at the time I was doing the marathon. I was doing lots of training. So I was thinking about running all the time. And I came up with this mantra, like I run my life. And it was like really simple, but it was something that was really like the first time I had really connected with, hang on a minute, I've I've got all of the tools and the opportunity here. And it's about um, joining the dots and then turning it into something meaningful for me and that nobody's going to kind of tap me on the shoulder and say hey Nikki you're going to be promoted if if I want this to happen I need to kind of make it happen and I need to be confident to tell people that this is what I want to happen um, so that was quite a, a breakthrough moment for me and and I, I did that work with a coach so I, I've always been like so curious and inspired about coaching um, from from that early point in my career yeah well, it sounds a great intervention from the coach. I hope you sort of get that clarity, that focus, put it all together and then become purposeful. Yeah. You know, I, I run my life. You know, that's a, that's a clear purpose, right? And positive intent. And, you know, in great coaching gave you the responsibility and the control about how you run your life. You've got all the resources, the tools and all that magic that you can make it happen. And, and you obviously yeah. did. So that's great. But may I come on to the third thing you mentioned? Um, which I think yeah. for me personally, even when I'm working as a coach or mentor, it's what people don't really consider as part of the tool that can help them to be even more successful, which is networking. Yeah, I think with networking, there is an element if you don't really know that you need it until you do. And I, my observation was that throughout my career, men were pretty good at it. And they used to invest a lot of time in it. And I used to think, hmm, why are they taking out so much time to spend time with those people? Because they're really busy and they've got a job and they don't need to see them or whatever. And I see now on reflection that I kind of missed that a little bit. And actually what they were doing was they were just maintaining relationships and, you know, planting seeds for the future, which I was dreadful at. And actually, I really noticed that when I made a comeback from taking some time out and retraining as a coach and trying to try to reconnect with individuals that I felt like I had a really good relationship with and hopefully had a really high expectation of me um, and high and valued me when we worked together but 
now it was really difficult to get people to talk to me again and I thought well it's no surprise really because I haven't really given any effort to it I've um so there's yeah definitely a lot of work I think for individuals to think about how they maintain their network in a really authentic and genuine way which adds value to all individuals um and then within that network there's you know the individuals that will support you on your journey and you know a mentor a sponsor an ally or whatever and and I heard recently which I quite like the idea of um if you're you know in a workplace when you're thinking about trying to achieve something whether it's you know your next role or an opportunity to be part of a project or whatever how you should think a bit more strategically about the individuals that might be in some of those senior meetings that might be able to influence and know whether you need to call on your sponsor or your mentor um, or whatever or your coach or whatever to to put a word in for you and 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 thinking a bit more strategically about how you use those individuals Um, again I think often people are given the opportunity to have a mentor or a coach and they don't really know how to use it Um, so trying to really be quite thoughtful about what's going to get the best out of those conversations and and that level of support. And and you call it networking. I I mean, my experience of working with senior individuals is that stakeholder management is absolutely critical, you know, direct or indirect and and building that network of connections and relationships um, will help them be successful and obviously in their role to succeed in their role and the organisational objectives as well. So I don't think our listeners should underestimate the value of networking and stakeholder management within that. Absolutely. And, you know, networking, what's the biggest reason people don't go along? Because they don't feel confident. They don't feel confident to kind of go along to, you know, a, a women's event in a certain industry knowing they know nobody and knowing that it's a networking event and it's like, how the hell do I get started with that? You know, I just turn up and it's, it's kind of, maybe changing the mindset a bit to say you know it's actually it's all right to go along to a networking event with the intention that you are making a network and cre- yeah. creating new connections and like you know um step into that and and go with it a bit and enjoy it so yeah again I think confidence can be a real barrier in terms of sort of putting yourself out there and typically something women aren't aren't very good at so Nikki we've been talking about women Um, and coaching women some of our listeners will be men and some of them will be saying well this is all relevant to me too yeah so one of the things I want to explore and and be really sort of clear about you know when we talk about women in leadership yeah what do we actually mean by that yeah yeah so we're talking about supporting and empowering women in a space that lacks judgment or bias so they can feel treated equally they can feel like they're authentic selves and they can ultimately achieve more leadership roles giving them the opportunity and the tools the platform that they need and and communicated in their language um, so they can be their best selves it's really important that we uh, support and empower women to achieve more leadership roles because we know in businesses and in organisations and even countries, those that have more diverse leadership teams that include more women are more successful. They're more profitable. We They retain staff. They have increased staff satisfaction. So, you know, whether you're listening as a, 
a aspiring woman that wants to be a leader or you're listening as a, an ally to those women in terms of empowering and supporting them we need to get more women into those leadership roles yeah and you sort of talked into the reasons why you have this passion for women yeah. leadership you, you've been there you've been supporting women in the coaching role you've articulated clearly the value that it provides to organizations um, yeah. give, give me a flavor about other things that energize you about talking and working with women in leadership roles i guess the main inspiration of the the work that i want to do is comes from a place of being told perhaps earlier in my journey that I couldn't achieve it because I was a woman and that really stuck with me in terms of okay um so you know yes we live in a world designed for men by men but I was determined to to prove that I could and I guess the passion now comes particularly when I see other people that are told that they can't or they shouldn't or they won't because they are women and that this kind of passion to like fast track or support because I feel like I like so many women I'm nothing I'm saying about myself is different from from others and my experience growing up was there were lots of women the women that did make it into those big jobs felt like they had to work really hard to get there they had to jump through more more hoops and and they had a, a much more challenging journey let's say and as a result, often many of them became much tougher to work for. And some of them had a, re- a reputation for being quite tough, but they'd worked so hard to get into those positions. And often some of their perhaps more feminine traits or whatever, they weren't able to to show. So they learned to oppress some of that, perhaps. And that can be t- quite tiring in itself, trying to show up as someone that you're not every day. So I guess always feeling a bit inspired to try and role model in a different way. Now I'm not in one of those leadership roles because unfortunately the world that we live in probably doesn't allow me to do it and feel like I'm doing a great a great job. So being able to try and support others to do it. And I like to use the expression, I heard it from somebody in Google once and I didn't catch the name and I've searched for the quote and I haven't found it again and, and, it, and it was fantastic. Um, it was American, so I changed it slightly, but it was, um, you take the escalator because I climbed the stairs and I just thought that just summed up everything about the work I wanted to do like I feel like I had a really hard climb up those stairs and Mm. now I want to give someone the opportunity to step on the escalator and find their way to that elevated position further than I ever got to so that they can then succeed and go out into the world and, and raise raise others yeah that's kind of my um inspiration and drive at the moment is to you know see the next generation sound old but you know give the next yeah generation of leaders the opportunity and the support they need to step up and be part of the you know the change that we need for a more diverse and a more inclusive future yeah and i'd like to talk about your view on those changes that that we need yeah you, know, you, you have a daughter i yeah. have two daughters yeah and um you know i'm sure like many of our listeners we want to create a world which is equitable and inclusive yeah so yeah. what is it that some of our listeners and senior leaders that may be listening just need to think about to help change the future of you know organizations so it is more equitable and inclusive for for everybody so thinking about some of the things that are important for women in terms of their share of being in a more inclusive and diverse world taking it from that kind of lens thinking about women and what's important there was a really good Deloitte study last year that talked about um 
the challenges that women face to get on in conjunction with the fact that the senior leaders that are out there now, so women that have reached that director level, the fact that they're now leaving their jobs and that actually for every one director that's promoted to a more senior role to leave and they're leaving um, because firstly the challenges they face, they're still having to jump through more hoops perhaps than, than their male counterparts and that's things like being judged for being a parent. They are feeling more overworked and um, under-recognised than ever before. And actually, interestingly, well-being, which is obviously a big theme that's emerging across all industries at the moment, and diversity and inclusion are often the roles that women in leadership roles in the organisations take on. And we know they improve retention and we know that they improve satisfaction, but also they cause more of our senior women leaders to burn out. And in fact, 43% of senior women leaders in the Deloitte study last year um, said they felt burnt out versus only 31% of men. And we know that women want to work in a different culture in the future. And predominantly that's about flexibility. And actually in that same Deloitte study, I like this one, can you tell? Um, 97% of women said that they felt that requiring or requesting more flexibility in their role would reduce their opportunities to get on in the future. Yeah, 86% said that they felt that working flexibly made them more productive. So in terms of what the future looks like and what needs to change, I think there's there's a couple of things. There's, there's a bit about promoting more women to manager level to increase the pipeline so that we can then get more senior le leaders because there aren't enough women actually at that manager level yet to build enough senior leaders so that's about supporting people at a more junior level in their career to give them those tools that we've talked about that confidence that self-belief um, the um, opportunity for them to get on and then we need to think about the workplace in terms of equality yes flexibility well-being and some of the things that we know are really important to women to want them to kind of retain those big jobs and then make a difference for other other women and, and employees down the line. So it, it sounds like there's still work in progress, sadly. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Deloitte, it sounds like the Deloitte article gave some really good uh, insight into where we are today and, and maybe some direction of where we need to go on, on top of those points here. And we'll make sure they're in, that's in the show notes so yeah, yeah. Can, can, can follow that. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you or sort of get you to articulate for our listeners is as we come to the end of, of this sort of conversation, Nick, and it's been fascinating. So thank you. Is what sort of suggestions, guidance, advice would you give to women that are listening that they can take uh -huh. away and really make a difference in, in the short term, but also linking that into their overall development plans? Yeah, absolutely. So um, first of all, yeah, find out what's available in the workplace at the moment. It's interesting because when I kind of um, started coaching, I reached out to lots of businesses that I knew and those that I worked with and they told me, well, we don't really do women in leadership programs anymore. It's all got to be fully, you know, diversity, equality, inclusion, and we don't do programs for women. But actually, even in the last few years, I've seen a bit of a a bit of a change and I think with the rise of the term equity and people really thinking about that in a different way perhaps over the last couple of years there are now 
there's much more traction for um, employers wanting to offer programs for women again. So the first thing I'd say is find out what's available to you and don't discount the value of being involved in that because it's a fantastic opportunity. And if it's not available to you, then ask for it to be available to you and, and find out what your um workplace can pull together for you or support you with and if there's no support in the workplace then then do it yourself get together with a group of like-minded women share you know your thinking grow together talk about some of the challenges that you're facing um I like to say you know find your tribe but find a, a group of like-minded individuals that give you energy and are also there for you on the on the tough times because that can add more value then you know um and finally we've got to support each other so we raise we rise by lifting others and whether we are supporting each other in terms of coaching each other mentoring each other and um, celebrating each other it's really important that women recognize the achievements and the success that other women are, are are having and call those out we really need to kind of support each other in this space there's some great ad- advice there and and I'm sure a lot of the women listening will be inspired by that so thank you Nikki it's been a real pleasure but before I let you go uh, yeah there's one question that I ask all of our guests and you sort of talked into it at the beginning um and as you know you, you articulate it right at the start you know our purpose is coaching for a better tomorrow yeah so in your own words what does coaching for a better tomorrow mean to you yeah. So, yeah, as I briefly mentioned at the beginning, yes, there is a bit about being the better version of you tomorrow and that idea that you can always be better and have something to work on. But for me, what really resonates the most is the idea of, you know, having more coaching conversations and a more coaching culture that allows people to think for themselves and create a world in which my my daughter can strive to do any job that she wants without having to first think whether or not that's the job that girls do and she can grow up without the bias or without the judgment just feeling equal to her peers knowing that she can achieve anything that she wants to achieve so yeah that that for me inspires me in terms of the coaching for for a better tomorrow and the 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 world that we want to create and if we can create that what a great tomorrow it would be Nikki thank you it's been a real pleasure for your time and thank you for sharing your story and providing some really good advice and guidance for women in leadership. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been great. Thank you.